You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, as we just heard from Peter Armitage, uh, education is going to be one of those sectors uh, that offers outsized potential for returns because of the network effect, because of things like platforms. And obviously this uh, COVID-19 pandemic has uh, really collided with the fourth industrial revolution in education in a big way. It's confronted us with a paradigm shift, unlike any other that uh, I think we've ever seen before in education, in the future of work. And it's something that my next guest thinks uh, quite deeply about, Professor Talidzi Marwala, who's a vice chancellor and principal of the UJ um, and uh, deputy chair as well of the Presidential Commission on the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, Great to chat again, Prof. Just in recent years, conversations on the Fourth Industrial Revolution have really been coupled with debates around the future of higher education. We've got uh, massive open online courses democratizing access, if not being able to give the same kind of degree with the same gravitas of an established university, all the resources are there. How do you see um, COVID-19 playing into this conversation around how tech and the fourth industrial revolution change higher education? Well, uh, what it has done to us is to force us to uh, augment our teaching and learning with, uh, with online platforms. Here at the University of Johannesburg, we have been following what is called blended learning for the past uh, three years or so. And, and blended learning basically means that uh, a student comes to the classroom for contact classes, but spends a lot of time uh, interacting with online platforms uh, to be able to learn. So it's blended. You know? Now, when we came to, uh, uh, to COVID-19, we were forced to move completely online, and we were ready for it. But going into the future as higher education, the future is going to have a great deal of online platforms, and uh, and we have to embrace this if we are going to survive as higher education. Now, when you talk about online platforms and universities, um, it, it's very interesting because we know the platform economy that has uh, been so successfully um, leveraged and utilized uh, by uh, by other companies now seems to be coming to this, the 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 hallowed academic halls of of universities. Do you see uh, platforms and universities becoming one and part of the same in terms of business models in the future? How do you see a university platform model playing itself out? Well, I think uh, the platform uh, model is already playing out. Uh, you can go to Coursera. It's a platform that has been created from Silicon Valley. And you, you can go and, uh, and get... Uh, 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 and learn about almost any topic, you know. Now the issue is, uh, what is the role of uh, of higher education in a time when everything that you are teaching is online and is accessible for free, but for free in the sense that you can access the material for free. But if you want to print a certificate that you've completed that course, you, that is when you pay. So. I think this is this is here, and we need to incorporate it uh, into our teaching and learning. Uh, those universities that are not going to take into account the evolving online learning platforms that are already available, Blackboard is another platform, 
uh, are going to simply cease to exist in the future. What does that mean for the business model for universities? Uh, because while on the one hand, it, it, it sounds great for um, consumers of higher education to be able to access some of the best learning material in the world at a, at a potentially uh, fraction of, of the previous cost, um, at the same time, universities spend a lot of money in uh, attracting students, in building their brands, in employing the best professors. Uh, and it does mean a fundamental rethink around the business model as well. No, absolutely. I mean, I have to also confess that the online platform are not are not at the level at which uh, contact uh, classes are at. For example, at their, at their most advanced level, then you will have virtual reality uh, uh, at a much more cost-effective way where a, a professor can virtually be in your own room and you listen to that person. And secondly, the, 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 the interaction between a student and, uh, and an academic becomes much more complex. It can be done, it becomes much more complex if it is not physical, because uh, teaching is not just about the transfer of information. It is also about empathy. Uh, it is also about patience uh, and, and so on and so forth. And those things will ultimately be incorporated into online platforms but they are not yet incorporated, and the university must become part of that evolution of higher education system so that it mm. cannot be left behind. But, uh, uh, Michael, I have to put it forward that uh, there is still a great deal of value of contact classes, and that is why uh, universities across the world, big universities, Harvard, Cambridge, University of Johannesburg, cannot see the future as just online. We see the future as a blend between online learning and uh, contact learning. Much like uh, in the e-commerce space, you, you had uh, e-commerce companies uh, coming to market first and foremost as uh, digital-only companies and then launching out uh, into uh, uh, brick-and-mortar stores after they built a brand because they needed, uh, they needed a touch point uh, with their end user. And I think if you chat to any MBA student, uh, one of the, the takeouts is always the, the face-to-face engagement the the group learning in class and uh, that is a, a, f a fundamental part of higher education that i don't think will change i couldn't agree with you more there what what are the questions that as university academics and administrators now uh, you, you feel you should be asking yourselves what are the focus areas for universities and and how should universities be reorganizing themselves in the face of all of this change well, I think, firstly, we need to reimagine internationalization. We always must have students who come from outside our spaces so that we can enrich the classroom. Uh, do people have to be physically here or they can be virtually here? So we need to rethink uh, internationalization. Uh, and, and secondly, uh, uh, we actually need to rethink our degrees. Uh, are our degrees making our graduates ready for this new complex world that is emerging. Uh, I think the future of education has to be multidisciplinary. 
if you are studying um, technological subjects such as engineering, you have to do human and social sciences at the same time. And if you are doing human and social sciences, you have to do technology because technology is all around us. So there has to be something about the curriculum. There also has to be something around the physical spaces. COVID has told us that the classrooms with 100 plus students must come to an end. We need to have smaller classrooms. Uh, as you know, uh, the, the bigger the classrooms, the more are the risks of, uh, of, of, of infectious diseases such as uh, COVID. So we need to have much smaller classrooms done before. Uh, research itself, uh, we, we tend to think research is, is more physical. Yes, uh, you will have uh, subjects where you have to be in the physical world in order to be able to conduct research. For example, you can't do a chemistry experiment virtually. It has to be done uh, physically. But there are many things that we have just learned that we can be able to do even better uh, uh, using online platforms uh, than uh, physical platforms. Uh, and then, and then the other thing is. Uh, if we, if, if we are also going to be um, operating in, in, in the virtual space, in augmenting the physical spaces, uh, what does it mean for our study? All of a sudden, we can have somebody who is based in Silicon Valley uh, to be able to give us uh, one hour per week teaching our computer science students. Mm. So the whole point of, 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 of a full-time person who is in your campus become the team of the past. So much uh, to think about. A very exciting time uh, for the future of higher education. As the British historian E.P. Thompson wrote in The Making of the English Working Class, this process of industrialization is necessarily painful because it must involve the erosion of traditional patterns of life. And that's certainly what we're seeing in the fourth industrial revolution. Professor Tlidzi Marwala, Vice-Chancellor and uh, Principal of the University of Johannesburg and author of the book Closing the Gap, the Fourth Industrial Revolution in Africa.